write down everything I feel like What I don't really ever wanna feel like Anything at all Anything at all You call me when you're sipping You only came for weekends I hope I was wrong I hope I was wrong And what they say about me Hey Kylie Hey Jen, how's it going? Good, how are you? It has been a minute since we caught up. I'm laughing because, Johnny, can you go in the other room? I'm getting stage fright. <laughs> Johnny, you will be summoned when it is your segment turn. Whatever. Stay there. All right. Oh, I'm laughing because Emma makes fun of when we say, hey, Kylie. Well, <laughs> okay. Well, if Emma has a better idea of how we can open and say- John really thinks Emma should be a full-time um, guest or co-host. Well, why don't John and Emma start a podcast? John wants to start a podcast with my sister about movies. That See, that would be fun. Um, so anyways, yeah, it has been a while. Kylie, how was your New Year slash Christmas? My New Year's was, you know, standard. I'm sure as most people, like we, I just stayed in and really did nothing. And my Christmas was, I'm barely ever in town for New Year's. And honestly, if it wasn't a COVID year, I probably would have been out of town on some kind of vacation with my family. So it's honestly kind of crazy. Did you do anything fun for New Year's or? Well, I was in Telluride. We just went skiing. We stayed at my family's place in Telluride. I have the antibodies right now. So that's kind of sick. How do you know? Oh, did you get tested? Yes. Yes. You got, oh, you got one of those like PCR antibody test things. Yeah. Because as we remember, I was really sick from COVID that one time. So I think I should be good until like February. Obviously I'm still being like careful and stuff and like wearing my mask and all that kind of good stuff. But um, I can like be a little bit more at peace. Do the antibodies only last like a short amount of time? I had no idea. So it's 90 days-ish, almost always. It's at least 90 days. It can be longer than that, but after the 90 days, you're supposed to be more careful. I wonder how that applies then to the vaccine because everybody, as I'm sure a lot of people have seen, healthcare professionals have been getting the vaccine. Yeah, one of my really good friends just got it, which is exciting. Do you know anybody that's gotten it? Yeah, yeah, like a bunch of medical students. Like I have a lot of medical student friends that got it and my mom got it, who's a dentist. Oh, that's exciting. Yep. Technically dentists are healthcare professionals. And also like if you're in people's mouths, like that's gross. So, yep. and that's how you're going to get COVID if someone has COVID. And that's so know. true actually. Oh, that's so exciting. Yay. Yes. Yeah, so very exciting. Yeah. Honestly, like how are you starting to feel now that the first round of vaccines has been released and everything? I'm excited. I just like really, really want to get it. And I'm concerned that it's going to take a while because I have no type of priority. But obviously I had it really, really bad for whatever reason. My body just like doesn't like it. So I really want to get it. I don't know how I can get it like quicker than normal, but maybe. I have no idea. I have no idea how they're even going to distribute the vaccine. I also think it varies state by state, like how you can get it and how you can qualify for it. So knowing this, I'm probably just not going to get the vaccine. I'm probably going to be the last human on earth to get this vaccine because California is just so freaking inefficient. And there's so many people here. Even if I'm like one of the last humans to get the vaccine, if most people get it in California, then I feel comfortable going out I know that like, at least if I wear a mask and I'm protecting other people, I feel safe. I'm not going to get it. So hopefully. And I also was talking to my mom too. And I was telling her, oh, I'm going to be the last person to get it, blah, blah, blah. And she said, 
she's not quite sure how they're going to do it, but younger people may get not a priority, but may not be the absolute last people because younger people have a higher chance of spreading it asymptomatically. Yeah. So Telluride was good. Yeah. I got this like random present in the mail. When I came back from Telluride, I got like this like jersey in the mail and I was like really weirded out because I didn't know who sent it. Oh yeah. That was not from me. (laughs) I started texting like everybody I knew and I was like, uh, did you send me this? And every single person was like, nope. And I was like, who the hell sent me this? And then finally Meg was like, you should check in with Matt. Um, Matt is my friend. And like, I have never given him my address or anything like that, my new address. And I was like, hey, also it's really awkward texting people asking if they sent you this present. <laughs> right, you're just like, oh, did you send, like, yeah. So it yeah. came with no note, no. No, nothing. And I was like, what the hell? And then um, finally, after having texted like tw- 10 people, Matt was like, oh yeah, that was me, I sent it, like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, I was just so weirded out. So I was like, why is this like random Jersey at my new apartment, which nobody has the address to? Which is so funny. Yeah. So Telluride was good. I made some TikToks while I was in Telluride. I introduced some of my um, guy friends on my TikTok. They talked about how to approach girls in public. And it got a lot of traction slash we got a lot of questions about it. So Kylie and I figured we should probably talk about it on the podcast. So why don't you, like, what inspired you to make this viral TikTok? Okay, this is what inspired me. So my friend Dan let me borrow his phone and go through his hinge because it's so fun going through other people's hinge. And he was like, just literally say whatever you want, blah, blah, blah. And I was, like, so good at sliding into these girls, like, on Hinge. I literally was talking about, like, Vampire Diaries and, like, The Bachelor with them and stuff. Neither of which he watches, but obviously I watch them, so I could talk about it. Um, so, anyways, I was, like, doing a really good job sliding in. And then we started talking about, like, red flags on Hinge. Like, stuff that are automatic red flags for guys on Hinge. Which, apparently, we can get into this later, include pictures with Snapchat filters. Which, it's insane, Kylie. If you go through this guy's like hinge half of them start out with a snapchat filter like selfie and are these girls that are around our age yes they have like just a clear like filter on their face and it's like a selfie it's so bad and then some of them have oh my god kylie one of the girls oh her second photo on hinge was her doing the wop dance (laughs) a photo of it or was it like a video was it good? Was she no, good at it? No, it was really ratchet. Like, it was oh like a really sexual version of it. it Wait, was and he ratchet. matched with her? No, no, he didn't match with her, but I, I actually slid into her thing, and I was trying to give her Johnny's. Oh, um, my God. He didn't match with her. And then what else do people say? Um, Oh, my God. Every single girl talks about food on Hinge. Like, not in, not in like, a good way, in, like, a horrific way. They think it's quirky that they like, like, pizza and taco. I'm not trying to be, like internalized misogyny or whatever but like every single girl was like fun fact about me is that I like I like pizza ha 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 like I was like this isn't that weird it's like very normal like pizza and tacos yeah I feel like that's the equivalent of seeing on a male dating profile a guy holding a fish or (laughs) a guy who says I'm overly competitive about everything apparently girls say that too according to boys 
uh, whatever. If any, either gender, anyone has the answer, I'm overly competitive about everything for that hinge prompt I'm overly competitive about, delete it from your profile. Done. Anyways, it was quite interesting seeing everybody's profile. So then we got on the topic of like, what are red flags, blah, blah, blah. And then we got on the topic of like, how do girls approach guys in public or like, what are things that have worked on you, haven't worked on you. And we still have a male figure here. So I felt like we could probably have a reference. Yes. And well, wait, before we jump in though, you can give a couple ideas that you have and then I'll go and give a couple ideas before we get the male advice. So my initial thoughts were that, and a lot of people um, stitched my TikTok saying the exact same thing. My initial thoughts are that guys don't get approached very often in general. So like if you have the confidence in the moment to go approach somebody, there's a good shot it will work unless they're like in a relationship or something like that. But I just feel like for the majority of the time, if you like feel like it's a good time and you can do it, there's not really that much harm. I mean, 100%. I 100% agree. And I feel like we have said this time and time again, but the most underrated move of a girl is just simply to make the first move. I agree. And that's literally what like every single person who stitched my TikTok said. Like they were like, there is no bad way. Just come up to us. Never, ever, ever get approached. Most people on dating apps, it's usually a vast majority are men, but a big statistic that I've heard is up to 80% of users on the app are men. What? Yeah. So not only are there so many fewer girls, yeah, significantly. I think now it might be something like Hinge, for example, might be a little bit closer than 80-20, but it's still more men than women on dating apps too. So you have more men that you can choose from, but also I think even the top tier men, so these are the men that are, you know, whatever, six foot two and above because women really care about height. Also, Income. These are the two metrics that women look at very specifically. Men care about height to a certain extent, but men care more about weight than height. Yeah, that's actually true, which kind of sucks, but it's true. This is a fun little sidebar fact going off of how much women value male height. So additional income needed by men to compensate to be as desirable as a man who is (laughs) six feet tall. So six feet tall is the baseline. So if a man is five feet tall, he needs to make an additional $317,000 in addition to the $62,500 baseline for a man who's six feet tall to make almost 400K in order to be as desirable as a six foot tall man who makes 63K. And if a man is six foot six, he doesn't need to make any money to be as attractive as a man who's six feet tall and makes 63K. So there's an inverse correlate. Part. No way. Well, I think that this is more, not so much literally. I think this is more of like a statistical average, right? Like you're, you're just looking, you're graphing the correlation between what women like and what, what men like. So also they chart female versus female income. So a lot of women are very sensitive about being tall and or short. So my roommate, Kristen is, I don't know, she's like five one. And she's told me that she's always felt insecure about being like short and stuff like that. Um, 
and I'm five foot eight. So I'm on the other end of the average spectrum, right? Like as much as she's short, I'm tall. So if for any woman who feels insecure about being short, men actually, actually desire this more. If you are a five foot five woman and making $42,500, that's the baseline. You are just as attractive to a man if you are five foot two or shorter and you make no money. Wait, wait, yeah. so guys like five foot two more than five foot? Five foot five, yeah. So there's an inverse correlation with height. So men like shorter women. And if you're five foot eight, there's no amount of money you can make at five foot eight to be as attractive as a five foot five girl. Um, okay, that is like crazy. Kylie, you know, I'm like five foot four. I've had people be like, I don't like that height. Like it's too short. Well, you also like to date the very, very, very tall men. That is kind of understandable in the sense of like, well, maybe those, well, because you go for men that are basically in the 99th percentile. What so, is 99th percentile? Six foot two? 99th percentile is probably six foot two. I know that six four is 99.4 percentile. So girls, you kind of got to be aggressive if you want a tall, wealthy man. Like you're going to have to make moves because they probably get most of the attention yeah when i was swiping on my friend's app for him um he's not short he's just not six feet tall he has his height listed as five nine which is his real height and i was like do you want to change it to five ten and he was like no and i was like well i feel like you should change it to five ten just because like you're at you actually are five nine so like you should probably change it to five ten. this is so interesting I've had this conversation at what height do men start telling the truth about their height? This is so funny. Actually six foot one. You got to be like six, one, six, two or something where men actually start telling the truth. Hashtag not all men, but most men will start telling the truth about their height. I also would say about the five, nine to five, 10 thing. A lot of girls probably set their hard limit on heights like, again, this is a criteria that girls really care about. I understand it's lying, and I understand it's disingenuous, but if he just says 5'10", not like, don't be say you're 5'9", and say you're 6 feet. Like, that's just obnoxious, right? Yeah. But if he's actually 5'9", and he says he's 5'10", like my ex-boyfriend, it's not the end of the world, and you might actually get a couple matches with girls that you literally might not have shown up in their swipe yep. pile anyway because of your height. I was trying to tell him, I was like, here's the thing. If you, if you are five, nine and you say you're five foot nine on your app, people are going to think you're five, seven, or right. they might like five, 10, just cause it's like that double digit just looks so much different than five, nine. Like you should just change it to five, 10. And he was very like set on keeping his height, what it actually is. Cause he doesn't believe in lying and stuff, which I really appreciate. But at the same time, I was like, I mean, you're just trying to like help him get matches. Yeah. I give him a lot of credit. But anyway, I digress. I think it is more than enough time for us to introduce our guest. We have a very special guest this episode. His name is Johnny. I have known Johnny for how many years? Eight or nine years, which is a really long time, like a third of my life. Kylie has known Johnny for six years. Holy bananas. That long? Because I've known you since I was 19. Dude, what? Oh my god. I know, we're like really old. Also, that means we're almost at the point where, isn't it after seven years, you're friends for life or whatever? You and me? Oh my god, I didn't even know that. Yeah, after seven years of friendship. So anyways, we have a special guest. His name is Johnny. Hi guys, I'm Johnny, going along with the whole dating <laughs> app thing. Uh, I'm, oh, okay, I'm 25 okay. years old. <laughs> this I'm, is Johnny's uh, hinge profile. I'm a legitimate six foot two. 
uh-huh. we know <laughs> he's to, not lying because that's the height men start to tell the truth yeah uh, went to the University of Illinois, studied finance, and I am a financial analyst. Ooh, so fun. And a hedge fund. <laughs> so that means Johnny is like the ideal. So that means he has a decently high salary and he's six foot two. So does that mean he has a lot of cute girls in his dating profile? Yes, it would mean, it would mean yes. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, but even if you don't even feel like it, Johnny, like you do. Yeah. Like whatever girls you're probably seeing are like the best of the best. Yeah, I guess like when you guys mentioned the whole fact that 80% of people on dating apps are dudes, I would have definitely thought that the girls I would have seen on dating apps were much less attractive than they actually were. Um, so I guess it, it does say something that maybe I'm, I was able to see some of, the, some of the good ones compared to my shorter friends out there. So are you saying that you were pulling hot girls on the dating apps? Not necessarily. All I'm saying is that like, I probably got more girls liking me or better matches than someone who would have been a little bit shorter or maybe didn't have as uh, attractive of a job as I do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wondering, Johnny, so what could a girl do to equally present herself as like a six foot two well off man like what would you think would be the equal attractiveness for a girl so i guess in in terms of height i know you guys talked about this before it it doesn't play a huge role i mean i think guys definitely have a wider range than girls do um but i would say if a girl is too tall like i would say if she gets to be like 5'10 and above that's pretty tall at that point you can only date dudes that are honestly probably 6'2 or taller And then, you know, on the bottom end, I don't think most guys would mind dating a girl that's like shorter, like even like five feet or like five one, where the issues come into play is if you decide to one day marry that girl and procreate with her, there's a chance you will have short kids, which most guys do not want. That's true. I I would really hope that my son would be closer to my height than closer to like the five foot one range. Well, and you know what I also heard too, is that as far as athletics go, a lot of people believe that the athletic genes are carried in the mother. So a lot of professional athletes that marry like unathletic women don't necessarily have athletic children, but then a lot of professional athletes that marry more athletic women end up having like really athletic children. That's kind of interesting. Have you heard about this at all, Johnny? A little bit, but I would say- So my kids are going to be beasts is what we're saying. Yeah, obviously. Because like I am so naturally muscular slash like just athletic to the point where it's like weird. Yeah. I mean, I don't think guys are necessarily out there like trying to find girls that are specifically like really athletic because I think there's a lot of benefits to being at least average or slightly above average in height than in you know than being an elite athlete interesting so are you saying that guys should go for girls who are more athletic or who are taller (laughs) if you want to procreate good kids i guess i would say taller but you need to necessarily find someone that's like five (laughs) ten i would say that i think it's super interesting that you keep dropping this five foot ten because i've heard this number a lot too Really? Like I've heard it. Yeah, I've heard it from like the hockey player says five foot ten is kind of his hard limit. I'm like, you're fucking six four. Why? Yeah, I've heard of somebody saying like even like six feet wouldn't be a problem. I mean, you got to be really tall for six feet to be, you know, within your wheelhouse. But your original question was, is it better to go after 
girls that are taller or more athletic if you're trying to have successful physically successful kids and i think like basically the height doesn't really come into play unless you're like five feet or five foot one then like it could end up being a slight concern like like my dad is six feet tall my mom is like five foot five or six and i ended up being six two so it it doesn't really play much of a role there but like if my mom was like five feet tall then then it could have so I, i don't think it's like a huge deal necessarily unless you're on like the really short side then certain guys who are taller and might want to have taller kids or not short kids might take that into account. I'm not by any means saying that every guy views it like that. Interesting. Okay. Well, let's ask you a question, Johnny, as like somebody with a decently high income, a good job person. Do you care about a girl's job slash income? The short answer is no. What? Yeah. No. I thought the short answer is yes. We've talked about this. No, I would say job or income doesn't really matter as long as they're like as long as they're net worth <laughs> well no like as long as they're doing something that they like or is important to them and like they're okay making i agree some type of contribution like i i kind of thought about this fairly recently you know with like the popularity of stay-at-home moms when we were growing up and like my mom wasn't a stay-at-home mom so like that's not the example that was provided to me and when i thought about it i kind of decided that i don't necessarily think I would want my wife to just be a stay-at-home mom. I wouldn't necessarily really care how much my wife made or like what her career was as long as she was doing something that was productive and that she enjoyed. And that was like giving her something to do and some enjoyment, you know, instead of just solely focusing on the kids because I think that should be more of like a joint effort these days. I have a question. Would it bother you if your wife made more money than you? I don't think so. I think it would bother me if it was like a like substantial discrepancy like if my wife was paying for everything and like I was kind of viewed as like a mooch or a leech I think that would be bothersome I don't I don't particularly think it would bother me if my if my wife made more money than me I do think that in terms of like the stay-at-home mom thing I'm not like giving shade to stay-at-home moms but I do think from what I've seen just from like growing up in the suburbs and stuff there's such like a a role discrepancy in the house if like there's a stay-at-home mom that takes care of the kids and then the husband is just making all the money and paying for everything it's not like as much of like a healthy partnership I feel like as much as it is like this is my role that's your role I've seen like some issues I think with it or it's just like something that I was like I don't really ever want to feel like my husband doesn't have to spend time with the kids because he's making money or that like I don't get a say in certain things just because, like, I'm not making money. Does that make sense? No, 100%. I mean, like, I grew up and I think in a very unique situation where my parents had the same job, more or less, and made the same amount of money. Like, literally, there were some years where my mom made more money. There were some years where my dad made more money. And there were – so it was so egalitarian that it was almost almost like a weird situation. Like usually but, there's a parent that makes more money. Basically it's the father, but sometimes it can be the mother. Like, but it's very rare that two parents make the exact same amount of money. That is like crazy actually. I do wonder how that's affected me and like my perception of gender roles for sure. I mean, I will say this, currently I'm seeing someone obviously and he, there's a big wealth discrepancy between the two of us, like really significant. And it does make me uncomfortable. It bothers you? Just, it's just, it's uncomfortable because I've never thought about the woman should be taken care of 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Or that you should expect to have everything paid for, like all your meals and everything. Genuinely, it's, look, I know I'm not a sugar baby and no shade to any kind of sex work or if you are a sugar baby, like that's not what I'm saying at all. But when I'm in a relationship with someone, I'm not trying to be a sugar baby. So I don't want to feel like that. So I feel like it's, it's affected me in certain ways too, like in other ways. I think no matter what the income discrepancy is, both parties should act the same way. Like, I don't think it should ever change based on who makes more money or anything like that. Like decisions should be made together, you know, equal wage given to both parties. Everyone should have an equal say in, in what is done or what is not done, no That's matter good, what, no yeah. matter what the difference in income is. I agree with that. Especially, I mean, as long as I shouldn't even say this, but like, especially if people are like both working, like even, even if one of the parents is a stay at home parent, um, I think it should still be, you know, an equal decision. But even more so if both are working regardless of how much each person makes. And I also think like to your point too, Johnny, like I think it's really good that you want your wife to be doing something like, cause I don't know if you guys are familiar, like did either of you guys read The Feminine Mystique by Fred, Betty Friedan in school? So this is like, this was written, she's a feminist. She, it's written about the 1950s housewife. And obviously in the fifties, like most families could survive on a single income. Most wives stayed at home. And there was just like insane amounts of depression and which wasn't even like clinically a thing at that point, but just like yeah. in that, especially after their children were grown, had nothing, like no idea what to do with themselves and had no sense of identity and therefore just really struggled to find any kind of satisfaction or happiness in their life. So I think that it's not as long as like everybody has a role to play and like they have, feel like they have a purpose, whether or not that's having a job or, you know, a role within the household, like everybody just needs to feel like they're contributing and feel fulfilled in what role they do play within the family. We're so off topic. So off um, topic. Johnny, how should Johnny. girls approach you in public? Yeah, let's hear it, Johnny. <laughs> how should girls approach you in public or so, men in general? As I mentioned in the TikTok, I think the best way to do it is to go up and give them some type of a genuine compliment, but that's not the only way. Basically, the only thing you shouldn't do is just like go up and say something like super boring. Like the example I gave was, what are you drinking? Just because like that conversation doesn't really go anywhere. You tell her what you're drinking and then you ask her what she's drinking. And then you're like, oh, can I buy you one maybe or whatever? Like it, there's so many better ways to go about it. Like literally just like walking up and introducing yourself. I think would be significantly better just because then that like can lead to a more extended conversation. You know, where are you from? What do you do? Where'd you go to school? Blah, blah, blah. But I think, I think the easiest is giving a compliment. I definitely also think that the, Hey, what are you drinking? Is so transparent in the, Hey, I want you to buy me a drink, which is like, I don't even fucking know you. I don't owe you any kind of, why would I buy you something? I feel like that's such an uncomfortable way to if you're genuinely interested in this person to start a conversation yeah. and try to strike something up, like, yeah, exactly. Buy me something, hey, buy me something. Basically, that's what that sounds like. And like some of the comments on the TikTok were like, this is bullshit. Girls can literally say anything and a guy will be super interested in them. It isn't true. Like if a girl walks up and I mean, unless she's like an absolute 10 and you're like, oh my God, this is the hottest girl I've ever seen. Like if she's like a normal looking girl or, you know, if she's like, I guess the same level of physical attractiveness as you or like, I mean, this sounds really shallow, but I'm just trying to, you know, kind of paint a picture. Um, or even if she's a little bit less 
attractive than you. Like you have to have something interesting or you have to start off the conversation in like a not boring way or else it's just, it's not going to go anywhere. If you're a 10 and you're the hottest person ever, yeah, you can literally go up and say hi. And the guy will literally be fumbling over his words just to try to get you not to walk away. But um, otherwise, like the key is just to not be super boring. I mean, and also, even if you are a 10, I mean, if she actually shows interest in you and like wants to have a genuine conversation and connection, don't you think that is even like makes you more interested? Like, is even Oh, yeah. Even if it's like, I mean, even, even if it's like a girl who like you genuinely wouldn't go for, like maybe she's not your type or whatever, if she like, comes up and like says something super genuine, super nice. And like the conversation is going well, like you'll definitely be more inclined to continue the conversation as opposed to just saying, okay, have a good night. I'm going to go find my friends or something like that. Oh, I have a, I have another question. So Alexandra Cooper, AKA the host of call her daddy has this move yeah. where she writes her phone number on a napkin, ha- walks up to the man, hands it to him and then walks away. What would you it's think? Like do with this, what you yeah, yeah. She says, do with this what you want and then walks away. Honestly, I think that's a good approach. She's also 10 out of 10. So yeah, like, yeah, she's she's pretty attractive. <laughs> so I'm sure it works a lot. <laughs> but I think that's a pretty good approach because you're taking all of the like awkwardness and all of, like the neediness to continue a conversation that might not you know, be going anywhere out of the equation. You're just saying, Hey, if you think I'm cute, text me. If you don't, I'll never hear from you again. And it's just leave it at. So I think, I think that's a good approach, especially if you're not in like a, a bar setting where you can just like randomly go up to someone or like if you're in like a COVID setting where you can't go from one table to another or whatever. I think it's, it's actually a pretty good approach. I've been out to dinner with a friend of mine and I had a a waiter come up to us one time and girls at a different table had like sent their number over with the waiter. To you? Yeah, to me and my friend. It's because they're tall. (laughs) We were sitting. Look, that's what girls, well, physically you can't see how much money anybody makes, but at least they're tall. And And we now know that a guy who's six foot two can make you know, 40K less than 60K and still be as attractive as a 60K making man. So he can make $20,000, AKA the fucking poverty line and be attractive. One of the main questions, because Johnny said the don't be awkward thing in my video. One of the main questions was how do I not be awkward? So Johnny, how do you not be awkward as a girl? I don't know if, I think it was, how do you not be boring? Right? Boring, boring, sorry, boring. I would say the number one way is if you're going up to them and saying something or like asking a question, don't ask a question or say something that brings about like a one word answer. Anything like, I know I used the example before, but what are you drinking? It has a very straightforward answer. But if you, even if you come up and just introduce yourself, like there's a whole conversation that can go on after. Or if, uh, if you go up to them and like, you see if they're wearing like, a shirt or a hat of like a certain team or something or if they whatever like they smell good like you ask them what kind of cologne they're wearing and stuff like that that just can continue on and be you know a more elaborate conversation than just like a short answer question anything Mm -hmm. like that um and honestly like if the guy is interested in you after that like first initial question that that short conversation that you guys have he'll he'll do his best to carry on the conversation too Basically, you just have to not be boring for like a short period of time. Do that. And if the guy's interested in you, the conversation will flourish on its own. 
shyness kind of come up, comes across as a lack of confidence. And if a guy isn't confident, he's not going to have much success going up to a girl. But I like um, I like quieter people sometimes. Well, no, quiet and lack of confidence are two different things. But I'm saying sometimes quietness can come across mm. as a lack of. So like it's one thing if you're a quiet person, but you're really confident and you kind of like exude that confidence when you go up to a girl. It's another thing if you let that shyness or quietness kind of take over your your being and like you don't know what to say and just seem like you have zero self-esteem. Interesting. I don't know if I answered the question. Kylie, have you ever had like a quiet guy try to hit on you? I mean, maybe, but like, God, it's been so long since a man has just hit on me. Because we've <laughs> yeah. been inside for so long. And then also for a long time, we were... I was in a relationship and then basically I had two months and or a few months and then COVID hit, whatever. True. And I feel like, you know what, Jen, I'm a lot like you. I feel like I make the first move on a lot of guys. Yeah. Like I'm thinking, Kylie and I are like not normal in that sense. I'm thinking about all of my boyfriends, like all of them. That's the Even like that. my sixth grade boyfriend. I have approached all Same. of them. Same. Do you think it has to do with the fact that our dads were like pro approach boys? You know how some dads are like, don't go near boys. Boys are bad. Like, don't date. Don't do this. Don't do that. But our dads were much different. I think it, I think again, I mean, I think that yes, the way that your parents demonstrated their gender roles for sure have an impact on you. Like my dad taught me and my sisters always that guys get rejected so often. And that like, if we like someone, we should just go up to them or tell them or like, ask them out or whatever and it'll probably work i'll say this like obviously girls get approached way more often than guys and so girls a lot of times can get tired of getting approached and when someone comes up to them they can be you know somewhat rude or like short with them or like just act super disinterested whereas, True. or whereas, we like, always assume guys are creepy and have bad intentions yeah whereas like guys don't get approached very often so when a girl goes up and approaches them even if they're not super interested, I don't really see a situation in which a guy would be a total dick and say like, no, leave. I think a guy would be very like, no matter what, they'd be very friendly and somewhat accepting to it. Even if but there's really not a whole lot to lose if you're a girl, like you're not going to get like embarrassed. You're not going to be made to feel bad or whatever. Like That's some true. guys are. That's why like some guys, you know, really don't like approaching girls because they're afraid that they're well, A, that they're going to get rejected, but B, that they're going to get rejected in a way that's really embarrassing. I don't think guys will typically try to embarrass girls because it's very, at the end of the day, it is very flattering. And there's pretty much no guys that are like used to having women constantly come up to them and hit on them unless they're literally like the most attractive guy ever or unless they're somewhat famous. So girls literally have nothing to lose in that regard. Like no matter what, I think guys are going to be somewhat nice, at least. That's I good. Point. Do, and I think this is like a good message to girls too. I mean, like never, never try to be nice if you feel unsafe. But like, yeah. you know, if you're out in public and like you're, you know, you're not in any immediate danger. I mean, my go-to line is always like, oh, like, thank you, but I have a boyfriend. Like yeah. literally, even if I don't, obviously, if I'm not interested in someone. I mean, th this kind of goes just like, I understand, like you said, Johnny, and like we know it's exhausting a lot of times when girls can keep getting approached and you're just not interested for whatever reason. Maybe you're just not interested that night or you're not interested in general, but like these people have feelings. Be nice. Like, don't be rude. He's going out. He's putting himself out there on the line. Think about how nerve wracking it is as a girl to put yourself out there and 
I mean, guys do it all, are expected to do it all the time and it's nerve wracking. So have yeah. some empathy, hopefully. I will say though, obviously if your safety is in danger, like I would definitely, like I would definitely be rude. Be, if you have to, absolutely. What I was going to say about if you're shy though, if you're a guy, you could just try the number tactic. What's the number the as well? Give your number. Yeah. But then you, you're literally only banking on your looks. So like you got to be a fairly attractive guy because a lot of times it's the personality or other things that attract the girl to the guy. I mean, obviously guys care more about looks than girls do. So it's like, if you're, go if you're a guy and you're literally just going there and giving her your number, like you're anticipating her looking at you and being like, wow, he's hot, you know, because that's literally all she's going to, all she can think in a positive way. Yeah, but also if you do that, like you have a certain level of confidence to you. I, I guess that's true. Yeah, again, we're talking about, we talk about height, we talk about income, confidence in, well, this is for men, I was thinking, but also in women, like guys think that confidence is attractive too, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Any other like questions that you guys remember from your viral? Yeah. I can remember one thing. I think there was one girl that asked, how do you increase your chances of getting by a guy oh, at a yeah, bar yeah, yeah. and like easiest way to do it by far is smiling a lot and act like you're having fun because when a guy sees a girl is smiling and having fun they feel as though if they go up to her and like try to talk to her there's a less of a chance that she's going to reject you B, if she does reject you, there's less of a chance that she's going to like be a bitch about it. Like, you know, if she's having a good time, she's having fun. Like, even if you go up to her and talk to her and you're not her type, she'll be nice about it and like be lighthearted. Whereas like if a girl is just like standing there in the corner with her friends, like frowning the entire time, just looks like, like a total me. bitch. Like no one's going to want to, no one's going to want to go up to her and take the chance of her just fucking roasting you if you... <laughs> If you approach her and you're not like what she's looking for, not up to her standard. Damn. So smile and have fun. That's so interesting. Smile. A boy telling girls to smile. Anyways, um, no, but that makes sense. That makes sense. I did have somebody one time tell me that I was so terrifying looking that like it was just horrifically terrifying. Clearly, I need to work on my smile and stuff sometimes. I think this again kind of feeds into the you want to be approachable, right? So if you're smiling, having a good time, you you're easier to approach like you're also kind of giving off good energy and people are attracted to good energy i'm one maybe one more question if you got if you got a good one so we can kind of like end on it um so since we're in covid maybe we should talk about shooting the shot in the dms which is a much broader topic but johnny actually got uh approached in the dms this week by somebody who came from my tiktok and what did she say to you johnny she said <laughs> hi here from tiktok you trying to fuck around and fall in love <laughs> let's say that this is your friend who receives this like mm -hmm. what would like what would be the success like what would you would you think this yeah. would be successful i already know the answer to this um i mean it obviously depends on the girl if if you think the girl is really hot then you're like oh hell yeah if she's not that hot then you're like uh too much too soon whatever i would say like would you date a girl that said that to you if you thought she was attractive and you were actually like looking for a relationship then yeah but if you aren't sure if you, you don't really find her all that attractive or if you're not looking for a relationship then someone saying let's fall in love is a little bit much i think it's funny it is funny like i think it's i think it's good and i think most people wouldn't take it all that seriously overall i think it's i, I don't think it's a bad line do you think it's better than sending your phone number hmm 
That's a good question. I think just sending your phone number is like the simplest, most efficient way of doing it. Does the girl have to be pretty cute if that were to work? Not more so than any other pickup line. It's like you you could literally send three dots. If if a guy thinks you're attractive, he's going to respond. Or you could type out a five-page essay. And if a guy doesn't think you're attractive, he probably won't respond. I said it before, guys definitely care a lot more about looks than girls do. It's not the end-all be-all, but like it is pretty important. And I will say like, I think it's more of a threshold thing kind of. It's not like if one girl is hotter than another, a guy will 1000% like the hotter girl more than like the not the, you know, the less hot girl. Oh, we've seen guys pick not as cute girls. Yeah. You never know. But what I'm saying is like a guy can, you know, see a girl and pretty soon, you know, right off the bat can tell like, yeah, I would date someone like this. No, I wouldn't. So if you are within that threshold, the chances you're going to get a response are, are pretty good. All right, so shoot the shot via the DMs. It doesn't literally doesn't matter what you say. Okay, I have a question. What can a girl do to appear more attractive then? Like in person or in pictures? Like, I mean, I guess because you're only looking at her pictures, right? So like what kind of pictures are you looking for? I know Jennifer mentioned the, the filters, the Snapchat filters. There's no quicker automatic X than a Snapchat filter. But other than that, I mean, having high quality photos, and I don't mean like, a fucking like photo like a studio quality i just mean like not like a blurry selfie or like having like where you can tell what they look like yeah where you can tell what they look like and you can tell that like a lot of times you'll see these girls that have these really low quality blurry photos or whatever and it's just it just makes them seem really weird i can't explain it i know what you mean whereas like if you have like good quality photos that aren't super staged like if they're visually pleasing photos it goes a long way because it just makes you seem like normal and like you care about stuff but yeah so i would say no filters having like good high quality photos make sure that all of your photos aren't just you by yourself because then guys will think that you're fake or like a catfish or something. <laughs> my friends will like match with someone who's like really hot and they'll be like, oh my God, look at this girl I just matched with. She's so hot. And I'll go through and it's like all model quality pictures by herself. I'm like, she's fake. This isn't real. Like, you know, so have some pictures with other people so people know that you're real. I mean, other than that, I would say those are like the two big things that anyone can do. And if you want to get, you know, more guys liking you or more matches or more people responding to your profile or whatever, make sure you, just like I said, when you go up to someone to try to talk to them, don't say anything super boring or like something that would bring about like a one word or a short answer. Have your prompts be something interesting that can elicit a conversation. If you have something cool in your profile, like a guy is much more likely to respond to that than to like one of your photos and I think, you know, it's probably pretty common knowledge that if someone actually like responds to one of your prompts with like a genuine, it's, uh, it's way better than if someone just like likes your photo. Johnny, you did so great. We love having you as a guest. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we always love the fun, fresh, flirty male perspective. I'm happy to do it. I'm, right. I'm more than happy to come on anytime. Okay, great. Just don't listen to anything else other than when you speak and we will gladly have you back on. Yeah, so now are you going to listen to this episode when we release it? Uh, probably not. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? I heard everything I need to hear. <laughs> I, I lived it. it. I don't need to listen to it. Fine, whatever.
Thanks for keeping it real with us. Of course, that's what I'm here for. Thanks for coming in. Please, everyone, please follow us on Spotify. Subscribe to us on I, uh, the Apple Podcast iTunes. Leave us a little comment on Jennifer's TikTok. You can find Johnny's Instagram at Jenny Reed. He doesn't have an Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go. We're going to go now. We're gonna okay, bye. Go. Thank you, this before I get into something bye. else. Bye. <laughs> bye. I hope I was wrong. I hope I was wrong. Write down everything.